baby! <laughs> yeah, right. But no, you're absolutely right. Here, this kind of feels uh, maybe lazy a little bit. Welcome to Set Jetter Park. Movie <laughs> screenings. Why not, you know? Yeah, at that point, why not? It's got to be Saturday somewhere. It does sound familiar. It's hilarious. Say hello to my new friend! Hello! I think we did like five shows on this movie. <laughs> my name is Tom Cohen. Oh, you bite your tongue if this is not hold up. Cream corn tonight. Cream, Cream corn, corn tonight. tonight. You are too kind. Too honest. Well, that should be good corn time. It's a movie. Happy Saturday, Robert. Happy Saturday to you. How are you, sir? Not too bad. Just enjoying spring and spring storms are going to be happening in a couple hours here. So, I was thinking about you the other day. We had a little bit of a storm, and I remember you posted a video. Or you sent me a photo of uh, a storm happening in Omaha, and there were um, like air sirens, t- tornado sirens. Yeah, tornado sirens were going off. So that means it, it means go in your basement. For Midwesterners, it means go outside and look. To- <laughs> Does that phase you still? Because to me, that would be pretty scary. No. Um, you know, I've seen tornadoes in real life, so I don't know. They're still kind of... Um, the only time I've been scared, there was... And they I, they weren't sure if it was a tornado or just heavy winds or whatever, but I did go down on the crawl space once with the cats. And I was like, it did... When, you know, people said it sounded like a, a train going through, it actually... It did sound like a train was going through the house. It was that loud. Yeah. So scary. Yeah. Especially when you have a few minutes warning, I would imagine. Yeah, not too much. I mean, you can kind of see it coming. The sky turns a little greenish and you could feel it, the temperature. You, you just kind of feel it in the air. You know, you're like, oh, this is this is going to be something or this won't be something. So like a dead heat kind of feeling. Yeah, it's like and then topic temperature will drop like 10 degrees, like in 30 seconds. You know, you watch The Wizard of Oz. Oh, yeah. Ever during a tornado? Oh, uh, during, but you've been fired up. Yeah. So um, before we moved to Omaha, um, Omaha had a big tornado in 75. And we moved here in 77. So, but that's what all I, all I knew about Omaha. I was like, oh, there's a big tornado that went through there. Scary stuff. But uh, yeah. you're, you're embracing for some storms happening there soon? Yep. Yep. So it did cancel the Trump rally. So, or postpone it, I should say. Yeah. He was coming to some small town and Nebraska oh, right. for one of our governors. Uh, yeah, I think p- potential governors. Yeah. They had to cancel it. Was yeah, that I God saying, no, 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 <laughs> I no, don't no. think so. Um, yeah, I think they're postponing it a couple of days. So since it was an outdoor thing. But oh, was, well. uh, Alexander Scar there saying, feels like it's heaven. <laughs> Could have been. Could have been. Um, the Johnny Depp thing that's going on. That, yeah, <laughs> I don't know if you've heard about that. They're not doing any coverage on it. I know. Um, I did just watch the little clip of the uh, the lawyer um, objecting to his own question. <laughs> I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, yeah, I've been watching it. Yeah, so I just abused that. He was like, "Objection!" Well, I mean, and I think the judge is like, "It's it's your own question. <laughs> it's your own it's question. Like, oh, it's yeah. unsustained." <laughs> um, Amber Heard. I feel like. Majority of people, the public consensus is that they don't believe her or like her. Um, but I said to my wife, I said, Oh, she was in the stand 2020. And she goes, Oh, that's why it sucked then. I was like, Well, I think there were more no, than one reason why that sucked. She, out of everything, I thought she made a fantastic Nadine Cross. Who yes. knew that in real life she made a fantastic Nadine Cross? 
<laughs> I thought she nailed it. Uh, she as Nadine did, Cross. Apparently in in on and off the screen. So good, no, good right. for her. <laughs> Have you watched any because you're not even before this, you're not a big Johnny Depp fan, right? No, I mean I like obviously I like Nightmare on Elm Street and and whatever else he's been. <laughs> 21 Jump Street, Edward Scissorhands. Uh, yeah, I, I like Edward Scissorhands. I never actually really watched 21 Jump Street. Um, I was in college. I was too cool for that, I think. Too cool for time, school. So, yeah. Um, but, but you do like uh, Winona Ryder's performance as the grandmother at the oh, end. Oh, I remember <laughs> when. You know, I love old lady voices. <laughs> oh, when it snows, he's up there watching. I remember, um, you know, and she's probably supposed to be that age net right now, you know, it's like, <laughs> right. and looks nothing like, you know, that or talks like that. So he doesn't, no. he famously got Winona forever tattooed on his arm and they were like mm. engaged. And then he changed it to Wino forever, yeah. <laughs> which is hilarious <laughs> that he did that. Like, uh, what else do you do with it? Yeah. You know? So actually I have I a little bit more respect for Johnny after watching some of his testimony. So yeah, me too. I feel like he's earnest and honest for the most yeah. part. I mean, um, I guess they're making a public cause it's in West Virginia or Virginia. Oh yeah. And there's like know. different rules there. Cause like in LA, they really don't, unless it's like the OJ trial, they really don't make a lot of them like cameras. Mm-hmm. Like the Kardashians have been in court all week and there's no cameras <laughs> in there. You'd figure if there was one celebrity case, they would want the cameras. The Kardashians yeah. would be clamoring for it, but they're just, the oh, ske- you know, like do the sketches. Yeah. It's just the sketches in the news. <laughs> I'm sure. Did they hire their own artist for <laughs> Right. <laughs> Apparently Kim wore, um, t- uh, like tennis shoes with a suit or something. And that's like all that anyone talked about that day. Um, it's like, I think she remember- did give a deposition. Yeah. But we wouldn't I- know. I do remember the year Sharon Stone wore like a Gap T-shirt and a suit jacket to the Oscars, and that was a, a big oh, yeah. thing. You know, you know, she was a big deal. The sexiest woman alive at the time, and she's like, "Hey, this is." She pulled it off. Yeah, right. Who? Who? What is? What, where have you seen more worst or best outfits? Was it for, for Oscars or like the Met Gala? Because you know how the Met Gala, the idea is well, to go like over the over over the overboard or whatever. Yeah, I don't know if the Met Gala would count at this point because it, it's its own entity of um it's beyond fashion show it's to it's like the Halloween ideas yeah. in west hollywood you have to like yeah. do it up better every year absolutely so um so i, I don't know if i really call that I, it is fashion of course but uh most of those outfits will never be worn again versus the oscars were supposed to be it is funny when you look back at like mm, 80s uh probably around the 80s uh when people would just Pick out their favorite dress, you know, before it was kind of a huge deal of like who you're wearing or just to kind of right uh, do it where people just literally like, well, I had this in the closet. So uh, coming out for a nice event tonight. Coming out for a nice event. Now it's a whole production. Yeah. Literally. Met Gala too. The, I, see, I like the outfits there because they try to top the year before every year. So like... um Jared Leto, did you ever see his outfit? I think it was two years ago. He had a tux, like a king kind of tux thing going on, and a plate, and the plate was a wax head of his head. I do. And it was he was like holding his severed head. (laughs) And I mean, we're talking about it like three years later. Definitely, it was like a big, made kind of a big splash at the time. Yeah. 
yeah so for sure it's always interesting to what people come up with and i'm always of course seeing what madonna is gonna wear you have to well yeah she, she always wears three things too many like she wears all of her favorite stuff all at once <laughs> madonna is a living breathing instagram filter <laughs> She she's is. 62, but she looks like she's 28 <laughs> online, which is great. Uh, yeah. it's, it's a good thing, you know, you living your you, best life. You do what you want. If you have I the money. I did watch Dick Tracy last night again. <laughs> is that another kind of go-to? Is that a kind of a palate cleanser for you too? I thought it was an itch last yeah. night. I thought like, I haven't watched Dick Tracy in like a year, two years. Hmm. I'm going to see if it's on. Sure as heck fire. It was streaming on IMDb TV. So I was like. Let's do it. Dick Tracy okay. gets worse and better with time. Oh, it's right. worse because you're like, ah, that's just so like so cheesy, some of the acting. But it gets better because it has like all these great actors that you're like, oh, look how young they are. And you know, like even Dick Van Dyke is like looks younger in it. And it was made in 1990. It's just Dick Kathy Van Dyke's Bates. in it. Dick Van Dyke, Kathy Bates, Dustin Hoffman, <laughs> James Kahn, so Al Pacino. I mean, it just it's amazing. It's it's I've only seen I've yet. only seen that movie once, so it's <laughs> you gotta watch it. I know, I know. I told you I brought it out to intend to watch it, um, and it's still in the shrink wrap, so it will. But I figure it's got to look pretty good on the OLED, so I, I will It'll look great. I will. Well, it's very it a colorful. Chance. It's a comic yeah. book movie, and the set design was vivid colors. You know, with yeah. lots of bright. So, it'll... and if it comes out in 4K, I'll buy it too. And ah, oh, that would be a gem. Have it, have it sit there. Have it sit there. Uh, you're listening to Set Chatter Saturdays with Robert Patterson, author blogger of the website setchatter.com. Check it out today. We have a special show tonight. Uh, what you've been watching, and then we're going to do underrated movies. Um, I got a few I'll add on here uh, before, but um, so I'll kick it off, Robert. I've been watching We Own the City, which is one episode in. This is the spiritual, I guess I could say, sequel to The Wire. Just came out Sunday on HBO. Okay, is that a lot the of the John- same? Sorry, is that the John Bernthal one or what is this? Yeah, John okay. Bernthal, who plays a great character. He's just super smug. He's just this asshole cop. Um, it's got a lot of the same actors from The Wire, but it's not okay. a sequel. Um, and it touches on police reform after Freddie Gray and um, police corruption and good guys on the cops. And uh, you know, it's just I thought the first episode was tremendous, um, and it's getting good reviews. So okay. I'm looking forward to that. Better Call Saul. Just watch season six, episode three, which just premiered Monday. I feel like it's only three episodes in. I feel like this is the best season, though, so far. Okay. There's no hang time. Good. Well, and if this is their last hurrah, they should be pushing through. Last hurrah. And I'm going to predict right now, you're listening today before any of these uh, final episodes come out, but Walter White will make some kind of appearance in this. Mm. That would be the perfect way to end Better Call Saul is Walter White shows up looking for... At the last. Right. Something. Let's do a Better Call Saul. It's a, have you watched it? I have not. I only watched part of the first episode because we're talking about Cinema in Omaha. I thought, oh, I should probably yeah. see how, if they capture Omaha at all. They the do reason? that. They do. <laughs> but I feel like uh, Better Call Saul, they use a lot of the same actors in Breaking Bad, but it's a prequel. So even though they're older... They do a good job making them look younger. Okay. Like well, Mike good. Irwin Trout. I remember him from Breaking Bad. He was the Philadelphia cop. I yep. mean, that guy was old in Breaking Bad. <laughs> so this is like 10 years later. And he's supposed to play a younger him, but like somehow it works. They kind of make it 
is, is everybody kind of Wilfred Brimley? They've just constantly been the same yeah. age for. Right. They kind of, <laughs> they kind of make it. Um, but yeah, so better call Saul is pretty good and still plugging through peacemaker. So gotcha. those are, those are what I'm watching right now. All right. How about yourself? Um, well, it's just started the first couple of episodes of Ozark, the final, the final episodes. So I'm not sure. I'm sure I'll binge it all uh, the rest of this weekend to kind of get through it. So of course that's, it'll, it'll be, it's one of those, it's going to be sad when that goes because I'm like, all right, it's, it's done. What's going to take our time next. You, you've been committed to it the whole run. Oh yeah. Of course. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I did watch one episode so far of moon Knight. Yeah. How is uh, that? Um, it's okay so far. I'm obviously I wasn't hooked where I'm like, Oh, I need to watch an, another episode right away. So I'm kind of letting it breathe a little bit. So that's part of the Marvel universe, right? It is. So yeah. it is very Marvel-y. Um, but I like Oscar Isaac, so I'll, I'll, I'll keep going with it. So you too. Um, and then I get, of course I'm a, a real life crime person too. So Hulu had a new, uh, show called captive audience, a real, American Horror Story. So, um, the first they had three yes. episodes on Steven Stainer, who I I vividly remember the the TV movie. I I know my name is Steven. I think uh, Corey Nemec, Parker Kent Lewis, Kent played it. So I remember I remember that TV v- movie pretty vividly. Corey Nemec. Yep. Who also um, played Harold Lauder in The Stand. Yes. Um, all roads lead to the Stand, as as <laughs> listeners know that. Of course. Every movie we talk about somehow has a six degrees to the stand. Right. Um, but yeah, so it was really good. I didn't, I knew kind of the Steven uh, Stainer side of it and his story. I didn't realize the kind of part three, uh, what happened with his brother. So that was kind of interesting. I won't give yeah. any spoilers away, even though you could tell, like, you know, you have the single image, you know, see, episode one, episode two, episode, th- episode three, like the image, you're like, well, obviously something's going to happen here. Yeah. <laughs> They tell you right there. Yeah. I like when they do that too, where you're like, the preview is the last part you watched and you're like, sometimes it's an awkward thing. So it's like, finish watching Better Call Saul. And it's like the wheel of a tire going by and you're like, this makes me want to click on it even more. <laughs> I know. And then you start going down the rabbit hole because like I finished it. I'm like, what else do. don't I know? Obviously, this is the latest one. So they probably told me everything. But then, you know, you start going down that also, true crime. Um, I watched the. I think it's on Hulu. The thing about Pam, with Renee Zellweger. So it also based on a true story. Oh, yeah. um, so which was I, I thought that was kind of pretty interesting too. So uh, Renee Zellweger, you kind of think she's overacting in it, and then you watch the actual video <laughs> of the real it's life Pam. Accurate. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I was like, oh okay. So she she wasn't she was not overdoing it, but um, I thought it was that was pretty well pretty done accurate. too. It, that's about the it's about a murder right yeah her uh her her best friend uh, who, who has cancer is murdered and she just does a bad job really? <laughs> yeah it's just one job. of those kind of ridiculous like you don't even think this could happen so um josh Duhamel is in it he plays great lawyer uh judy greer is fantastic she has this short black bob kind of almost karenish wig and so oh really yeah and she every, everybody's just really really good in this evil dies tonight evil dies tonight which uh they just showed some first footage at cinemacon so of uh, halloween ends 
Yeah. So oh, Cinemacon nice. is where they kind of, yeah. So I, I try to avoid all that. They, they haven't leaked any of the images or whatever, but they kind of say, Oh, this happens. It's just like a, a teaser thing. So, but yeah, it does get me a little bit excited again. Like, Oh, okay. Get you in this, the spirit. This is, this is happening. Yep. It's going to be here quicker than, you know, it will. Yeah. We just watched Halloween kills. Uh, my wife didn't see it. So I was like, Oh, we'll, we'll watch it. You'll really like it. Yeah. And, and did, she, she liked it. It was good. Yeah. And getting she, it better the second time. Or? I enjoyed it the second time. Yeah. I think I, the pressure wasn't on. I think the first time I watched it, I was just trying to listen to how many times they said evil guys tonight. <laughs> so I could talk to it about, talk to you about it. But um, she said the same thing we did. We praised like the opening sequence of in the seventies with the cops, yeah. how like it gave you nostalgia for the original. It made yeah. us want to watch the original after that. But uh, it was, yeah. I mean, I, I thought it was a, it was good. Better the second time around or third yeah. time. Around, it's yeah, it it, it grows on you a little bit, yeah. But yeah. anyway, so the, uh, real quick, captive audience of Real American Horror Story is that a is that a Hulu Hulu? It is, yeah. So okay. I've been I've been doing I've been doing a lot of Hulu lately, but uh, Hulu's but was, good. Yeah, I try to go to Hulu like uh, that's one of my go tos. At first, Battery I don't like. Max. I don't like their setup. It's hard to find stuff, you know. And it kind of has these algorithms. Like, here's what we think you'll like. And I'm like, you don't know me. You don't know me. What are you yeah. doing? <laughs> I I do love these suggested movies that are in no way related to things. Because you watch The Godfather, you will love Corky Romano. I'm like, why? Because yeah. the the mobs in it, like, uh, yeah. Okay, I guess. But, okay, maybe but then I you're like, that. yeah, okay. Well, maybe if you want to, Godfather light. Here you go. <laughs> Because you watch The Night of the Roxbury, you will love Citizen Kane. I'm like, I would love it, but not because of that reason. Maybe it's a way to kind of start in a, indoctrinating people are like, hey, they're watching too many of these horrible movies. Let's get up some classics in there. To... Do it. And then Do vice it. versa. The people are like, you're taking it way too seriously. Yeah, you wh- need some Corky Romano in your life. Yeah. Corky Romano cleanses the palate with a bad taste, but it cleanses it. <laughs> You know what's happened to me lately? I'll like go to watch something. I'll click on it, and it's like, continue watching. You're 45 minutes in. I'm like, oh, I started this. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I guess I did like a year ago or something. They really keep like the log history. They are paying attention to you. Yeah. It was like Master and Commander. I haven't seen that in like two years, and I was like, I'll I'll watch it. And it was like, continue watching. 40 minutes in, I was like, okay. Where did I must have given up at some point? Yeah. And then I think I started watching it, and I gave up again. And it'll it'll remind you like, hey, we're really pushing this. <laughs> we paid that's a lot what, of money <laughs> for that. That's what they need. They need real reminders. Like, yeah. really? You sure? And it's like, I guess not. I guess I I am not sure. But what else you watch? Have you watched any films lately? I don't feel like I have. I feel like between work and everything else that I've had time to sit down. To I, I want I've been meaning to rewatch the Batman now that it, it is playing on HBO Max, but it's one of those that I'm not I will dedicate to my theater and watch it all the way through again. So yeah, you want to give it the time. Yeah, you got to carve out time for that. I did watch the Batman when I, when I saw that. I didn't see it theatrically, but I enjoyed oh. it. I thought it was good. Yeah, I did like it. So yeah, it was a fresh take. I didn't recognize Colin Farrell at all, which was great. <laughs> You always wonder what, um, the, why, why hire Colin when he's like <laughs> hidden? And it, it kind of makes me wonder uh, when you, usually this comes up with um, right. uh, older actresses. They're like, 
hey, I'm right here. Why, why are you hiring Winona Ryder to age up 30 years when we have older actresses that can play these roles? Same thing. I was like, yeah. why, why, are we, why are we hiring him when we have older actors that... I or, thought you know, that or, too, yeah, with but. at least with Colin Farrell. Like, there was no reason not to hire a heavy set, mid fifties yeah. Italian looking actor for that yeah. role. They're like, just I don't know when better. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, it works if they're like aging a character for like mm-hmm. a flashback or something, and you're like, okay, that's like him. But doing like, that completely, it seems like you could just hire, like, you know, there's no shortage of mid fifties balding Italian men to play that role. Yeah. And he didn't necessarily bring anything too, too special to it, but yeah, right. Right. It is. Maybe there's like you said, maybe there's some secret that are like, Oh, three films from now, we're going to go back in time. It was the best Batman in terms of uh, not my favorite, but it was like the best Batman in terms of all the characters. I mean, there will never be like another Heath Ledger role that he stands out above everybody else mm-hmm. in a Batman movie, I don't think. Or we haven't seen it since Dark Knight. But I feel like all the characters as a whole, it was like the best Batman movie. Oh, yeah. As far as, it, like, it, and it was, it was a, good detect, a good detective show. So still could have been slim, slimmed up a little bit. But And I did on the plane, I did start watching House of Gucci. Oh, uh, what That's do you think? Right. Um, I think I only got about two thirds the way through it between my flights and like not enough to search it out. Uh, but I'm like, oh. huh, it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. And that's uh, who's in House of Gucci? Uh, Lady Gaga, Jared Leto, also in makeup and over accenting. Um, <laughs> Who, Jared Leto? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, pr- pretty much everybody, but um, it is, like I say, it's fine. Not enough to say, oh, I. C- I need to get this as soon as I get home because I need to wherever I left off. I'm like, huh? It's a movie. It's a I movie. mean, it's a fl- it's a flight, you know. Like, right, right. Uh, my wife started watching House of Gucci. I hear like good things about it. I haven't seen yeah. it myself, but give it a shot. It's it's a wait till HBO type of movie. Yeah, is it a good hotel room watch? Uh, it might be. I l- might be less because you're trying to you have to wade through their their thick accents to try to figure out what. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. So it's a movie to fold laundry by. It is a movie to fold laundry by. So, so that's two stars on your movie rating system. Exactly. So so All far, right. we'll, so we'll far. see. It could have a big smash up ending. I'm like, ooh. Yeah, it, it could throw you for a ride. Yeah. Have you? Uh, are you going to watch Stranger Things this month? Next month? Um, probably. May? Yeah, but not. I, I shouldn't not, say not with bated breath. No, there's nothing. I'm like, oh, because I saw the trailer. And I'm like, all right, we're just. Uh, we're like, in let's, California now. Let's finish this up, you know. <laughs> well, they have two more seasons. Oh, do they? Oh, I yeah. thought this was it for some reason. Yeah, they announced like the next one will be the last one. Uh, okay. I mean, those kids are going to be like 27. Yeah, I guess. Hey, for me, they should have ended it. They should have just kept it to one season. It was fine, but you never, you know, it was there's so money big, to be made. Have, yeah, right. There's money to be made, but they should have ended it on the third season. I mean. That was kind of a culmination of a lot of things. Hopper, quote unquote, died. And yeah. um, the first one I still maintain is the best one. It had all the feels. It was new. Yeah. The nostalgia was great. Um, but this one, I'm not really, I'm going to watch the, uh, the season because I'm committed now. But I'm not like, oh, I can't wait for this to come out. 
You know, <laughs> no. like when the third season came out, I was still excited. I watched it like July 4th. I was like, we're just, let's just watch it. It was exciting. But now it's just like, eh, what are they doing? Is anybody excited? I don't even, you know, I don't. I, I don't think so. I think I mean, even the last season, I don't think anybody was particularly excited. I remember I went to no. when I was Universal Halloween Horror Nights. They had like, oh, we have all these um, Stranger Things set up. You know, like you could take your picture in front of the ice cream shop or whatever they worked at. Yeah. And I was like, all right. like, And everybody <laughs> else right. was like, I guess, you know. <laughs> okay, let's do it. If we want to. It's it's that's funny. Are you gonna see um, Firestarter? I will. As a horror movie person, I feel like that's just the thing to do. So, yeah. And the soundtrack sounds good. So, does it? John Carpenter's sound is doing it. Um, oh, so I think John and Cody. Yeah. So it sounds very much like Halloween 2018, but I'm fine. I like that. So it might oh, yeah. help the movie. So it is weird because I was like, oh, that girl seems awfully young. She's probably the same age that Drew Barrymore was. Uh, and and Firestarter, if not older, but oh yeah, yeah, seems young to me now. See, Firestarter, I, I like the short story and the the original. I thought was fine, but I feel like it does deserve like a reboot with updated technology. Um, but it could go the way of Carrie. Like we'll see. I don't know. <laughs> you don't know. I don't know. <laughs> that is true. There's going to be a lot of Stranger Things similarities though, with like Eleven controlling things. Yeah, I could already tell the music's. Which Stranger Things took it from John Carpenter is kind of yeah. similar. It's kind of in that vein. So, so I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm going to check yeah. it out. We did just purchase our tickets to Jurassic World 3. Dominion? Yes, Dominion. Oh, hell yeah. So That comes even, out soon. Yeah, and I'm still like, oh, I'm not, you know, I'm keeping mm, my expectation because, you know, I know they've had those Keep them the extended trailers. I'm like, oh, they're kind of doing some goofy stuff, but I'm like, all right, let's, let's do it. Yeah, right. Well, I mean... It's got to be better than Fallen Kingdom. You would think, but <laughs> it could we'll turn awful quickly. Yeah, I'll see that, of course, but you got to keep the, the expectations at bay. Yes. With these, because I did the yeah. opposite with Fallen Kingdom. I thought it was going to be like a Jurassic World. Yeah. Like a continuation of the first one. Sarah. <laughs> world. Uh, what's that? Lost World. Yeah, yeah. I, that's just one of my favorite bad movies to watch. But yeah. I don't, I don't yeah. know if we're, we're going. Last time I, I, I went as uh, um, Sam Neill and my friend went as Laura Dern. And then to, to the movie, you showed yeah. me pictures yeah. of that. Yeah, you got to dress up for it. Yes, yeah, so we might do that again. Okay, so underrated movies. These are movies that are underrated. And Robert, let's kick it off with you, sir. Uh, what's your first entry on the list? And these are kind of hard because some of these, they might have been underrated at the time, but now they might have come around. So I'm not sure if they're still considered underrated. Uh, my first one, I kind of, that first thing that pops to my mind, but I think people have come around to it, at least the horror crowd, is Wes Craven's New Nightmare. So Nightmare on Elm Street 7, technically. So it uh, was, you feel like this should have gotten more props kind of thing? Or just I think so. Well? I mean, it was, uh, was this 94 and, and, Scream was a 96, so it felt like it was, people now are like, oh, it was on the cusp of kind of uh, a little bit of a meta time uh, where they're like, oh, it's, they were mixing in reality or whatever, you know, what if these movies existed in real life and how do we, how does this kind of work, kind of scream and stab and stuff like that. So, um, yeah. so yeah, so it, it, 
it at the time kind of made Freddie a little bit scary again, and uh, despite his leather pants, but <laughs> um, that was funny. Yeah, Heather looks great, and it see. And at that time in my life, it seemed like it was so long since the first time on Elm Street, and it was ten years, you know, which now just seems like oh, that's a oh yeah, a drop in the bucket. But um, a lot of had changed from 1984 to 1994. It was only ten years. Yeah, it did seem longer. It did. Like it just significantly. Yeah, it's, like, it's been so long. It's been so long since Freddie's dead. <laughs> Well, Freddy's Dead was the best, and they saved the, the best for last. Of course. They continue to save the best for last. So technically, this is the last. Well, I, I don't, it depends how you see Freddy versus Jason, but obviously this is the last of the Elm Street right. true series. I feel like, I feel like uh, New Nightmare was ahead of its time, too. Yeah. You know? Great soundtrack. Um, it could benefit from yeah. some better special effects, but... Overall, pretty good. Yeah. I have The Village for mine. Uh, village is going to uh, divide people, but that ending, that twist ending, uh, I still think is genius. I think it's a genius movie, and I feel like it, it got a lot of undeserved shit when it came out. Why did it get a bad rap? I loved it when I saw it. Yeah, I don't know. I thought it was a genius ending, and it was one of his best. M. Night Shyamalan's best. Uh, Judy Greer. What's that? Judy Greer. The great Judy that, Greer. Yeah. And uh, beautiful soundtrack. I think the soundtrack was nominated for a few Oscars. It, uh, it was a good movie. Um, people say, some of the critics were like, yeah, it's not plausible. I'm like, it's kind of, that's what movies are about, man. Yeah. They made it as plausible. I mean, didn't they, did they have something about like, they, had, they made it, they have a little aside saying, you know, this was a, a no fly zone. They had to pay quite a bit. So no planes went over. Right. Um, yeah, so he covers they, tracks. Yeah, I thought they did, and I just I remember, I remember there's the and we've talked about this before. There's a couple of words they had to use that rang wrong, as you know, the first time I was watching it in the theater, I was like when she talked about uh, something a dumpster in the alley, and I'm like, for some, it rang wrong because I'm like that seemed like the wrong era of words that they would be using. Um, they I threw them in the filthy river, naked. Yeah, yeah, and just kind of pieces of like that, and then. Um, when you, I think it's this, the first kind of obviously is a point of view in a truck, you know, coming down and seeing her uh, uh, coming down here. And you're like, you're sort of like, wait, what, what, you know, like your mind is kind of trying to process all this. So, right. Right. And I, I feel like the execution of the reveal, the twist was just genius because they're showing, they're panning in closely, slowly to a William Hurt looking at the photograph of them outside the counselor's meeting in Philadelphia. And there's like a car. Mm-hmm. And as they're zooming in, it's hitting you like, wait, wait this was like modern second. day. Yeah. And all of a sudden you hear the siren of like the park ranger coming up after uh, Bryce Dallas Howard. And you're like, mm-hmm. it like z- zap the senses. And you're like, what? Like, and I'm so thankful that I saw that opening day, a matinee. Like <laughs> I didn't want any spoilers. Yeah. I didn't want to overhear anybody. Cause it was in Doylestown, Pennsylvania. Anyone that knows that area, it's where Shyamalan films a lot of his stuff. So everyone was going to be talking about it. And I was like, I'm not messing around yeah. with like spoilers. So I went and saw it that day. And I was like really grateful I didn't know anything going in. So, oh, absolutely. So, yeah, it, so it, it is still one of my favorites as well. The Village. Okay. And uh, your number two underrated film is? The Rules of Attraction. And we've talked oh. about this one before. So this is Brett Easton Ellis. 
Yeah. Uh, see, his, his book sequel to Less Than Zero, and there's some crossover characters um, that takes place at the same college that Clay uh, went to in Less Than Zero when he went off to college, and Patrick yeah. Bateman's brother is in this movie, and they did shoot a scene where he calls Patrick Bateman on the phone, but they cut it out. Um, oh, really? Yeah, because they were kind of making ties. So it was, I don't, everything takes place. A lot of Fred Easton Ellis takes place in the same universe, obviously, as American Psycho and Less Than Zero and, and so forth. So I kind of like it, that oh, cool. about it. So um, it it captured college for me, you know, pretty accurately, I felt. So or what I wanted college to be. And it had the right flavor of the book. The book was written in a way that um, it was all uh, first-person point of view. So uh, it's a clay and it's all him talking about it. And then it was a Julian and then everything that, that those characters would kind of see different things. This was interesting because yeah. same, some se- same events would be happening and you get totally different points of view, which I like. Oh, good call. Yeah. I can see that being a super underrated movie too, for sure. So how, it how is, often do you visit it? Um, maybe t- every other year or so. So, Okay. It is it it is supposed to be uh, an East Coast college, and of course uh, they're like, oh, well, it's cheaper. We have to. Sh- it's it's a California college now, so they <laughs> shot it at Redlands University. Um, so I don't know. I've, I've always kind of felt like would that change the di- dynamic a little bit, but um, not too bad. Have you covered this on your site? I have. So um, nice. so mostly Redlands University, except for um, the uh, their. They shoot through, they go through the gate for the, it's supposed to be the college gate. Um, they shot at the Japanese gardens for some reason. Oh, <laughs> that yeah, one shot. Yeah, about that. yeah. 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 That's funny. Yeah. It's James Vanderbeek that's in there. Oh, right? yes. So, yeah. I have a couple of outfits from this show as well. Yeah. Um, that's right. We talked about that before. Yeah. That's cool. You actually you have James Vanderbeek's wallet. I have his shirt and undershirt and something. I can't remember, but that's cool. What do you have uh, next? Next on mine is Taken. Mm. It's Liam Neeson at his best. By the way, did you see he's coming out with a new movie called Memory? Um, that sounds familiar. He did a movie where a guy loses his memory a few years ago. So, uh, like, uh, is this like a sequel? A sequel? Okay. It's not, I, but it's it's about a hitman who changes his mind hmm. and goes after the bad guys in the middle of the movie. Oh. And it's him, 60-year-old Irishman, kicking ass again. What's not to love about that? Oh, okay. Well, which, now I kind of feel bad. This is kind of now his thing. Everything will be yeah, of course. taken. So instead of Die Hard on a bus, it's not now as like, right. taken, but <laughs> as a child psychologist, or taken. But. He did the movie where he was the, uh, the air marshal, remember? Mm-hmm. And he was like, I'm going to get the terrorists. <laughs> But like, this, this is what I do now. Taken's underrated, and I'll tell you why. They give you everything you want in the movie when you want it, and they don't deviate from that. They don't. Yeah. There's only a few seconds where he's kind of in trouble, but other than that, it's a guy rescuing his daughter from sex trafficking monsters in Europe, and he's just everything you want to see happen to these people. He does, and I feel like I feel like his acting. He's a good actor. He's a great actor. Yeah. Uh, I feel like he does a really good job in there. No, um, it did. It works for what it is. It's kind of a updated, updated death wish um, with yeah. not quite the vigilanteism, but you know, you, right. you want to see, the, you really want to see the bad guys lose. And you want to see the bad guys lose. They're good at that. So it delivers. Um, okay. 
What is your third underrated movie, Seth? Um, another one we've talked about for, before, Arlington Road. So this is a 1999 movie. So a couple of years before 9-11, but it, uh, remember, it was sh- it shocked me at the time because I was like, oh, what, what is this? Um, and kind of the last kind of final scenes kind of did uh, at the time was chilling. Now this just seems like our know weekly you know like huh well that happens i but, know uh, <laughs> well it's chilling because it could actually happen that's yeah. like the scarier thing for me um, but um i do actually i was just referencing this movie the other day so uh, one of my favorite moments is uh joan cusack bumps into um uh the the wife or girlfriend i can't remember what she is um at the the, the girlfriend's been spying or whatever and she's they bump at each other at the mall and and she was like, what are you doing here? And she's like, shopping. She's like, what are you doing? She's like, shopping. And then she has this shopping. smile that just ever slowly just went out. And it's just, it's creepy. And I, I, Joan Cusack is perfect uh, in this role. And then yes. I was referencing this because we just, we had new neighbors move, just move into the new house next door. <laughs> and and oh, we're like, oh, I was like, I'm moving in with my eye. mother. Yeah. And she goes, and we're pregnant. She's like, I'm pregnant with twins. And we're like, I'm like, mm. like. <laughs> it's in the neighborhood and two oh that's great but um yeah i was doing the joan cusack slowly fading smile (laughs) it's like uh the new what's the other movie it's different than arlington road but it's uh samuel jackson and he's like the cop neighbor to the new couple and he just turns out to be this like psychopath uh lakeview terrace yeah Yes. Yeah, it's kind of like that. They Which is in. not even shot in like Fear Terror or something. No, but it's not. I, I did go to the locations for that. But yeah. Where was it shot? Um, I have to go back. It was way out there. Um, I remember, I think we did that on the same trip. I went over to Redlands because it was like, I remember I was losing light and I was going into this neighborhood to, to kind of shoot it. But um, oh, really? it was a memorable movie for me because <laughs> I saw that in the theater and uh, it kept slowly, it felt like everything was going out of focus, but only pieces of whatever. I'm like, I'm like, my friend, I'm like, is it me? Like, whatever. So some lens got distorted in the projector. And, but, so we just watched like the last third of the movie, like out of focus. I'm like, well, oh, this no. is <laughs> like, huh? I but guess didn't care that like, whatever. Yeah. Right. Yeah. At this point we're like, oh, we're kind of, we're kind of getting what's going on, but this is before I ever wore glasses. So I, I was like, oh, this is what people must see. Like, guess the third part. Well, I guess uh, we're committed now. Let's just do it. Well, it is kind of like, well, now what? You know, we yeah, already right. paid for this popcorn. <laughs> yeah. I don't, yeah. I never really rock the boat during screenings unless there's like somebody talking or something yeah. like that. But for like projection yeah. stuff, I'm always like, ah, somebody else will like speak up. Yeah. I'm not getting up out of my seat. Yeah. We're too lazy. We're like, huh, we've already gone I'm this kidding. far. <laughs> right. I'm not kidding. Uh, what do you got next? Okay. Uh, next, I have. So you had Lakeview or uh, Arlington Road. I have Fire in the Sky. This is a true story. Mm. Well, I don't know how true it is. It's based on a true account of somebody's testimony. But um, Arizona, seventy, yeah. Uh, Fire in the Sky, underrated movie. It's DB Sweeney, alien abduction. But that alien abduction scene is one of the scariest in any film um, for the for the time and for the effects they use. So I don't um, think I've seen it. So maybe I'll have to give this one a look. Okay. Robert Patrick's in it. D.B. Sweeney. Okay. Uh, the cutting edge D.B. Sweeney. The cutting edge D.B. Sweeney. <laughs> when he was like huge for like three years. Um, 
I like DB Sweeney. Uh, but I feel like it's an underrated movie. It doesn't get really any love. Um, it's a shorter film. Maybe that's why it runs on the shorter side, which is fine for what it is. But um, yeah, those alien abduction scenes still, still creep me out. Okay. I'll have to. Were you young though? Did it? Was it one of those? I saw it theatrically. I was like, I don't know, 11 or something like that. Enough to like. But I watched it recently. They still. Uh, they they still, still startle you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think they're pretty good. Um, yeah. It's a good movie. Uh, so Fire in the Sky. You should, you should give it a shot if you can. All right. What's your next one, sir? Uh, the Big Hit. Big Hit. <laughs> um, 1998, Lou Diamond Phillips, Mark Wahlberg, uh, Christina Applegate. Uh, just one of one of my favorites. So it's one of, we saw in the theater and we didn't know this was before internet, you know, and stuff like you didn't have, you just had a trailer and like, and we would just go to every movie and we're like, it's one of those movies you're watching. Like, what is this a comedy? Is this supposed to be tongue in cheek? You know? So um, I just, I just love the humor of it and, and really became one of my favorites. So I don't think I've ever seen it. The big uh, hit it. I love it. So, and actually when I met Lou Diamond Phillips, that's what I brought him to sign was my, actually had my, the big hit poster that I brought that and I had not him La sign not La Bamba at all. And so he, he agreed that uh, uh, this was, this is one, it was one of his favorites as well. He has, he has a great role in it. So oh, I, it's Mark Wahlberg's in it. Yeah. Yeah. I have seen it. It is a good okay. movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah. So that's one of those, I don't know if people quite, I don't know too many people that have seen it or, or maybe they don't love it like I do, but I do like right. it. The big hit. Your, your opinions are very honorable, Robert. So I, it's got to like be good if, if that's the... <laughs> if Robert, this is a vasectomy instructional video for surgeons. Robert <laughs> said it was good, so we got to watch it. So, yeah, just just do it. Just do it. Um, Road to Perdition, I have for mine. It's uh, Paul Newman, Tom Hanks, Jude Law. I don't remember the year. I want to say 2006, somewhere around there. Sounds um, right. But I felt like it's a really good movie, very well-paced, tremendous acting, and a good story um, that touches on the Depression era and the Prohibition era, I should say. Um, Tom Hanks is just, he's a killer, but he's like a family guy, so he's like a double kind of life. It's very smooth. I felt like it was unfairly targeted because reviews were saying it's the best movie since The Godfather. And it had that kind of weight on its shoulders, and people were like, this is not The Godfather. And it's not. Hmm. But um, I felt like it's an it's an excellent movie. So gotcha. I think it I think it has it had really good reviews too at the time. Okay. Hmm. But, just uh, just did not hit with audiences at the time, or pre, or came out at the wrong time. Yeah, it's got pre Bond Daniel Craig in there. He plays kind of an asshole. Uh, yeah, it works. It works really well. Good, good, good. Road to Perdition, kids. Um, I have California with a K, which I've talked about before. So <laughs> Juliet Lewis, Brad Pitt. Yes, um, David Duchovny, David Duchovny. Uh, Michelle Forbes. Yeah, so one of one of my favorites that I remember at the time I read about it wasn't quite because it was like, oh, they're going to go to serial killer, you know, writing a book, serial killer sites and bad things happen or whatever. And so in my mind, I'm like, oh, they're going to go yeah, to the La Bianca Tate house or whatever. You know, they don't really do. They went to kind of fake um serial killer sites, but it's right. one of those that I, I still love it. I still I would. One of my favorite laser discs at the time that I'd watch over and over. I f- yeah, I feel like it's a good movie too, or an underrated movie as well. Um, I like this a lot too when it came out, not on DVD, but like 
on HBO or VHS or whatever back in its original run. Uh, but I watched that quite a bit. Um, and I, yeah, it is, I feel like it is another reason. It is good. So if you haven't seen it, watch it. I'd pitch it was a darker side of himself for, yes. at the time, you know. At the time, I think he took out one of his capped teeth to make him more, uh, not hillbilly, but kind of, you know. <laughs> a Jim Carrey. Yeah. Um, I think him and Juliet were an item at the time. So that's why they, they, I think they made a few movies together. So it's good. So like, do you watch this like more than once a year kind of thing? Um, at, I probably watch it once a year or every 18 months or so just to get to get the taste of it. Like, I'm like, oh yeah, I love the cinematography. Um, there's just, there's a lot of pieces about it that I love. Yeah, it, it works. And agreed, it is an underrated movie. So tell your tell your parents to rent it for you from Blockbuster tonight, kids. <laughs> Get on that. There's only uh, one copy. <laughs> only one copy. Friday night blockbuster. Oh, it's out. Yes, yeah. we'll get something else. Yes. Uh now next one, I'm hoping you agree with me on the town. I 100 percent agree. Do you? Yeah. It's underrated, uh, if, right? If for some reason the town is on at the hotel, I'm like, bonus night. You're like <laughs> Well, I mean, it's just the Boston accents are great. Mm-hmm. Ben Affleck, Jeremy Renner, they're awesome. And I can see, like, if you haven't seen it and people see it, you think, oh, it's just another, like, heist movie and they're doing something. But it's it's not. It's just there's, like, two storylines. And I don't know, man. It's the five prettiest people in Boston. It really, all wrapped up in one story. In Watertown. <laughs> or no, what was it? Dorchester? I think so. Yeah. One of, I think it was Watertown. Uh, yeah, one, one of the, yeah, I think it must be Watertown. The right opening now. quote's like, Watertown ruined my life, but I still love it here. Proud Bostonian. You're like, yes. what? Um, like I said, Ben Affleck at his, looking his best out of all of his movies. Oh, he's true. He's got the short hair. His mm-hmm. skin is, his pores are clean. Who Not wouldn't fall in love with that? Yeah. <laughs> but but really, like he's yeah, he looks his best in this movie. Yeah. So it, the well, town Pearl Harbor, probably. Uh, no, as Rafe McCulloch. Uh, uh, no, <laughs> um, I would say the town. Uh, even though he, I love, I did like his look as Bruce Wayne. Uh, he had the thought, perfect chin for it. Yeah, yeah, he had kind of in the little grays and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah, it totally worked. Um, okay, so we agree on the town. It's an underrated yes. movie. Absolutely. Now, okay, the, next next one? next one, a lot of people probably will not agree or like, why is this even on any list? And I'm talking about Snatched, the two, the 2017 film with Amy Schumer and Goldie Hawn. I was going <laughs> to ask and, you and Joan Cusack. Did you mean Snatch? Because I, but the, but it's I'm looking at it now. It's Snatched. It's actually Snatched. Yeah. This is underrated. I love it. I know I I'd see trailer. I'm like, who is going to go see that movie? Whatever. And I think I was on flipping channels, and I thought, oh, I'll just have this on in the background, and it it became one of my favorites. <laughs> Oh, that's cool. It was like kind yeah. of a, a dark horse surprise for you. Yeah. And it was, you know, funny. Um, Wanda Sykes, Joan Cusack, of course, you can't go wrong with her. Kind of has a bit part. I think zero lines that she has in the movie. Uh, John Hamm has a small role. Um, and probably has he, he had a scene in here that I rewound like five times the first time I watched it. So it was so funny. I just loved it. Yeah. So <laughs> that's all that's I'll so say. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I, if you're looking for, um, I don't want to call it brainless fun, but I did like it. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's funny. I'll have to check that out. <laughs> Snatched. 
<laughs> and I'm just see. I think about lines or whatever because they're like worried about getting you know kidnapped and sold in the sex trade, and like, and it's like, uh, and like, no, you, you have no worry with your puffy face. <laughs> You're fine. They won't take you with your puffy face. <laughs> They'll take you. Um, uh, anyway. That's funny. Okay, but. so snatch. Check it out. Um, my next one. I have sunshine. Uh, this is not the most overrated film of all time, but I feel like or underrated, but I feel like it's it's pretty underrated. It's a science fiction movie from 2007. Okay. With you, you don't like the actor in it. Uh, the, the red eyes, Cillian Murphy. Yes, just he's in I it, and his sure. eyes are as beady as ever. I'm sorry, no. And he's just looking. They burn a hole through your retinas when you look. See they him. do. I remember seeing. I saw this movie in the theater because I remember like I like some of the concepts because I remember they obviously they're so close to the sun and it's so bright to kind of open it up but yeah um, there's some good special effects yeah um but underrated just because it's such a cool idea the sun is dying so they send up a shuttle to like launch a nuke in it to like reinvigorate it so there's cool like special effects with the planet like covered in ice and everything but um it turns it's like kind of a three-part movie there's well most movies are a three-part movie but it's like a three themed kind of movie it's like a thriller a science fiction movie and then there's like 20 minutes where it's like a slasher movie in the middle mm-hmm. and then they go back to like science fiction so a lot of people didn't like that but i felt like it was kind of seamless which worked you know well i may disagree no, nothing can beat the core <laughs> the core, <laughs> the core. Uh, that's streaming somewhere now i just saw it, that they just released it on Blu-ray, and I'm like, "Oh, do I need this?" I oh yeah, you should right get now, it. So, yeah, get the core. So, when, when would I actually stop and watch the core? But yeah. you wouldn't. I probably would not. But <laughs> okay. Um, all right. So, Sunshine underrated, in my yep. opinion. Yep. What do you have for yours? Uh, uh, Black Widow, and this is the 1987 version. So, because I think they they I don't they made other ones that were I'm not necessarily remake but this is with deborah winger and Teresa russell and a lot oh. of uh great supporting cast um dennis hopper diane ladd and um oh wow other other people i had so it is just kind of one of my favorite 80s thrillers and uh i just yeah black I widow haven't black seen it widow but you she like mates it? and then she kills <laughs> I remember that was tagline? just a tag, tagline in the poster. So, and sure. Teresa Russell, I remember I met her at a convention. So I was like super excited to just talk to her about about that. What was she like? Did she mate and then kill you? I I used I got away. That's why I'm <laughs> still here today. Yeah. But so was she appreciative that you kind of oh remember that and brought that up? Because that's kind yeah of cool. yeah. And I remember we talked about because we were just kind of talking about different places things and i think the third act takes place in hawaii um so we, i think we, we talked a little bit about you know for actors that's always kind of fun you know like they get to go somewhere else you know besides la or they shot this kind of yeah the, the adam yeah. sandler dream yeah yeah somewhere before that so go take a vacation um but yeah so i i love black widow i will i will stop everything if i come across it and watch black widow okay mm-hmm. that's a cool one um, I have Detroit for mine. It is a, I think it was an independent film. Okay, I'm not familiar with this one. It uh, takes place um, during the Detroit riots, civil unrest. Um, there's a lot of themes of, you know, racial tension and um, the gap between, you know, racial, 
not not rioting, but like the riots in the city were because of racial unrest between the police and citizen Detroit. It's based on a true story. Um, it just really opened your eyes to some of the atrocities that happened during kind of during that time in American okay. history. But it's an ensemble piece. Um, you know, they focus on like seven different people and they all kind of end up in the same place one night and it's like a night of hell and some people survive, some don't. Um, they kind of show you what changed, what didn't because of this and what needs to change. But um, yeah, I think it's, I thought it was a really um, underrated film. And okay. uh, I think the biggest name in there is the guy from um, Star Wars. Yeah. Or... From Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> Anthony or not Anthony John Boyega John Boyega yeah, yeah he's in there I think he was like top build gotcha. um, but yeah good movie 2017 okay. I'll have to just keep it yeah I probably Catherine would not Bigelow did it um, and she can usually do no wrong and that seems like as you're talking her type of movie so that might have been a title I just zipped by because it's probably not what I think it is so right right I feel like that adds to it being underrated as a lot of people kind of zip by it Cause you're like, what is this? It's, they uh, mistitled it. That's the problem. Right. Yeah. You know, it's not going to make me want to watch it. Yeah. But, but yeah. Maybe. Okay. Um, okay. So what is your next one, sir? Um, Elephant yes. 2003 film directed by Gus Van Sant. So um, the reason I put this here is because people didn't really like it or didn't really kind of hit. It might've been a, people felt like it was too soon uh, after yeah. a, a combine, but um this film haunted me for a long time. So I just, yeah. uh, uh, I, I love the way he did it. When, it. when we talk about, when I was talking about Rules of Attraction, the book where they'd follow one character, you know, their chapter and have their point of view. That's what this film exactly is, where uh, you're going through this day and going back and forth in time a little bit, but you just, the camera's like literally following a character and, um, I thought it had that kind of great slice of life, high schools. I mean, these were kids. These weren't 23-year-olds playing 16-year-olds. Right. Um, they might have been or a little bit older. But, and a lot um, of the actors weren't even actors. Yeah. They just like were on a casting call. Um, so, yeah. So, I think it's, yeah, everything just kind of, and like I said, it, haunted, it just kind of stuck with me for a long time after, um, which is kind of a sign of a, a good film, but. Yeah, yeah. And, and this, this movie haunted me too. And I feel like because they were kids, that added a whole other layer to it. Um, and I can see where some people might have thought it was too soon, but I think that's part of good filmmaking as you tackle yeah. something that's on everybody's minds. It was done respectfully. It's not actually about Columbine. It's yeah. for all intents and purposes, it's inspired by it. And, you know, that's yeah. why he did the movie, but it's not like a, you know, biopic on the Columbine no. killers. I mean, the, they, they ended up, I won't give too much away, but it's a, it's a little bit different at the end of how mm-hmm. real events happen. But um, yeah, it was creepy, man. When they, they go into the school and with the bags and everything and they, they see their friend and they're like, get the fuck out of here. Don't come back. And yeah, he's trying to get like pe- teachers not to go in like it. It was haunting. That's a haunting movie. And I assume I haven't looked too much behind the scenes, but uh, for the most part, except for the opening shots, um, I, I love the opening <laughs> The opening shot is kind of overhead, almost kind of drone a shot of uh, dad driving the kid to school, <laughs> screaming against cars and whatever. Because um, the dad was like drunk, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And then, um, but for most of it is kind of handheld, uh, a kind of steady cam. But uh, it's obviously that there's no hidden lights anywhere. There's no, you know, no. 
micro, you know, I, I, the kids are probably all mic'd up uh, uh, yeah. with hidden mics and stuff like that. But you're just, it's a full, you're just in that world. You, there's no pretending uh, this is a movie. You're just kind of in that, in that school. So I think that's where I liked it. Yeah. And I feel like I wouldn't be surprised if Gus Van Zandt had access to a school for like five weekends or something. And that's what they did because it, they were about to tear the school. Cause I did of course look to say, of course I want to oh, go to that really? location. It, it's, yeah. it's been torn down. The school had been ready to be torn down. And so he, they just took advantage of getting oh, in there school? before. I know. So it's yeah. like, ugh. where was the school? That was at Oregon. Uh, I can't remember where it was, but yeah, I remember I looked into it at the time and there's like, Oh, it's about to be shut down and, and, or it was shut down and was going to be put a new school or something in its place. So oh, it's wow. gone. Yeah. Yeah, but that is a that is a powerful movie. It is underrated. Uh, my next one, I have Parkland. Oh, this yeah. is uh, about Parkland Hospital. Uh, it's kind of like Detroit in the sense that it focuses on different characters. It's about the Kennedy assassination and the doctors that treated him. And it's about the Zapruder film um, and how they got that. Uh, it's got an all star cast. Um, but what I liked about because I'm a big like Kennedy guy, I'm a big history mm-hmm. film guy. What I liked about Parkland is they didn't show the Kennedy assassination like they do with every Kennedy movie. They show the same footage. They didn't show that at all, which I liked. It's like watching a million times. It's like watching Bruce Wayne's parents get killed no matter what. It doesn't even have to be a Batman movie. It could just take place in that universe. And And and, we're showing it. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, that's one thing I did like about the Batman is they didn't show that. But um, yeah, Parkland's a good movie. Um, super underrated and it tells the story of the characters that at not only at the hospital but were there that day and kind of what happened in the aftermath with like the secret service and um it humanizes the uh not that it needs to be humanized but it humanizes the doctors like after he died like oh we just lost the president in our emergency room like how they reacted and yeah um it's really powerful it was tom hanks did it he produced it i should say and zach efron Mac Efron's great. In Who uh, is now is the dad now in Firestarter? Firestarter. So, which yeah. I, I think that was probably good. Uh, yeah, he needs to casting, come do some so. dad roles. Um, when I was looking at his IMDb the other day, I do see that they're in pre-production that he's in the cast for Three Men and a Baby. <laughs> really? We've all just been dying for a remake of that. But Who's yes. asking for that? No one. It wasn't even a good like first movie. <laughs> I know. So, but somehow it, it, people, it they're going for titles, you know. People like, yeah. oh, this this will work. Right. <laughs> wow. Okay. I wonder if he played was the baby. No, or was it? I don't. That no, was a girl, wasn't it? I don't know. It was a girl. Okay. Because they did three men and a little lady. Oh, that's right. That's right. <sighs> Not as bad as Problem Child, but it was pretty bad. Well, I uh, <sighs> well Problem Child was kind of a favorite of me and my roommates i think at the time because we would we would just go to we had our kind of dollar movie theater and we would just go to every Did bad you? movie yeah so i remember uh cop and a half and you know like we would just go to every mm-hmm. you know and we'd just be we'd probably be drinking too you know but we were like you know we're just like oh it's a dollar you know for cheap entertainment and we'd go oh, to yeah movies. that's fun yeah um but i remember problem child or problem child 2 was one of those <laughs> <laughs> Problem Child 2, I've seen like a hundred times as a kid. I thought that was hilarious. The earnest movies, you know, like they were just turning <laughs> out all these movies that you would oh, actually yeah. go see in the theater. They were actually released in theater, which was right. strange. Those early now 90s think. comedies. Yeah. Gold. But anyway. It's funny. 
my next one is the long kiss goodnight. So and yeah, I'm, I can see I'm, that. I'm jealous now because um, a lot of these. So this was uh, this was shot in Toronto. Uh, the big hit was shot in Toronto. So I'm jealous because my sister's going to Toronto uh, in a in a few a few weeks. Um, oh, really? I'm not able. I'm not able to join her because I've only been there once, and I did. I think I was there like six days, and I literally sunrise to sunset i was doing locations that i still couldn't get to everything oh yeah um, so i was so like oh I, I need to get back there but um gina davis sorcerer i have her cancel what she's doing there on a trip to get photos for you i well, she, she she will she will spend some time uh but she she's a big uh schitt's creek fan so she's gonna go uh, i oh, think nice. to those yeah. locations um but uh but yeah so gina davis i think this is um uh, her and rennie harlan I, I just now had this flash that somebody in the screen was yelling during the opening credits at Rennie Harlan for some reason. <laughs> his name is one of those weird things like, what are, what's his deal? And then, yeah. yeah. But um, uh, Samuel L. Jackson. So it's just, it's, it's one of my favorite, favorite movies that is kind of action with a little bit of a twist. It is. A, yeah. I do like the twist and I, I agree with you. I feel like it is a good movie and definitely underrated. So I can and, I, and, I, and I still quote it. Anytime we're doing things uh, even slightly unusual in the kitchen, like you know, like I'll put something in the microwave for thirty seconds and I put it, I'm like, I'm a chef. <laughs> so because <laughs> when she's doing that, she's like, when she's cutting everything, give me something else to cut, whatever. And she's doing it really I'm fast. She goes, I'm a chef because she just has that amnesia. <laughs> she doesn't remember what she used to be. So uh, we still use that line. Anytime you do a movie quote, an angel gets her wings. Oh, good. So I do like you when you do the movie quotes. You did Alien <laughs> this week because it was Alien Day. Oh yeah. Uh, 426. What, why is it 426? Because the colony? Because uh, they LV 420, like the planet. LV 426. Yeah. And so I think that's why it became uh, is, is Alien Day. You can kiss all that goodbye. You can kiss all this 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 bullshit that you think is so important. You can just kiss all that goodbye. <laughs> we don't have to. Been there for decades. <laughs> what does he say? Don't have to. Um, been I don't there. know. I you know I should do every. I feel like it's time for a, a rewatch. You know. We sell those. We manufacture those, you know. Alien Utani. Um, I'll, okay, I'll bring out my alien shoes and everything. All the oh, yeah. Uh, you get, you have to. Yeah. Tremendous shoes. Uh, okay. Long kiss. Good night. Um, yep. Next, I have Patriot Day. This is another Mark Wahlberg Boston movie. It's about the marathon bombing. I've not um, seen it. So tell me about it. Okay. So do you remember, you remember the Boston marathon mm-hmm. bombing? It, it, the movie's uh, based on that kind of in real time. I mean, not, not real time, but in the sense of the 18 hours following that and how they caught the yeah. guy, um, which is pretty incredible. Uh, the chase and the manhunt that would happen. And um, Kevin Bacon's in there doing another, mm. playing another cop with a Boston accent, <laughs> similar to um, uh, Mystic River. Mystic River, okay. And uh, he kind of, okay. I was thinking I of sleepers him. too. I believe yeah, he was a yeah. Bostonian. Um, but yeah. Uh, Mark Wahlberg's uh, one of the cops on the ground that witnesses the bombing, and then there's a manhunt. The FBI, uh, but it's it's really just a powerful movie, okay. and um, a lot of it they used the actor, the people that were actually in the bombing that were hurt uh, to speak in between the movie, kind of like a mockumentary um, towards the end. But uh, gotcha. really, just yeah, I, I can't stop watching it anytime it's on. I just think it's, it's really underrated. We've said this before. I think we should just have a whole Boston show. But have to. <laughs> yeah, like top 10 Boston movies. Yeah. You know, there's so many. Um, it's just something about I, I wish, I don't know. I want to merge these worlds too. You know, like 
Yeah, right. You know, when real real world versus road rules, where the town cat, you know, like they're just the town versus the they departed. pass each other on the street or something like that. I'm like, oh, it's all the same universe. And every <laughs> every episode ends with Sean Penn gone. Yeah. Is that my daughter? <laughs> I would that'd be perfect. Like almost a naked gun thing, you know, where they're every time they drive by that park, <laughs> you can hear Sean Penn yelling that. <laughs> It's just like a little aside, you know? Right, right. I guess and Mark t- Wahlberg was in both movies. So yeah, he heard so many. Yeah. And Tim Robbins just goes, yeah. watching a movie about vampires. <laughs> about vampires. They're beautiful. You're scaring me. Um, okay, yeah. So I think I recommend uh, Patriot Day. I think it's a great movie. Good, good. And you have, what's your final <laughs> one? Uh, this is another one that now that I'm thinking about, like maybe it's just special to me. Or it's really not underrated. It's a bad movie that I just happen to love. But I'm talking about 1991's Hudson Hawk. <laughs> this is Bruce Willis. This is Bruce Willis. This is where people are like, people are like, what a dud. But it. Uh, I've never it, seen it. Why is it underrated? Um, I think it's because I think it was one of those. It's a people are like it was uh, comedy action. You know, it was not taking okay. itself too seriously. And people are like, this isn't. We we like our serious uh, Bruce Willis, you know, and so forth. And they didn't quite get it. So still shouting out lines it. from this movie as well. But uh, yeah, Annie McDowell, Sandra Bernhardt. I shout her line out at least once a month. So what's the line? Um, her, her husband is bidding on something. And she's like $1 million. And she comes and she goes, 1 million and one Waldo. And I don't know. Who says yeah, the line? Makes, uh, Sandra Bernhardt. Oh, nice. Yeah. Perfect, but um, but yeah. So it's it is. Hudson Hawk. You, you will probably watch it. And I'm like, what is this? But I like it. Um, I I have seen that streaming before. Maybe I'll have to look for it. Give it, give it a watch. If you like the town, <laughs> you'll <laughs> love Hudson Hawk. If you like the town, Hudson Hawk done. Yeah. Uh, okay, and the final one. I wouldn't say this is the most underrated movie of all time, but Summer Rental is an underrated movie. It's in the same vein as Planes, Trains, and Automobiles and The Great Outdoors. It's John Candy at his finest playing the bubbling dad, taking his family on vacation. Hilarity ensues and everything goes wrong. Now, I did see it. I was out in the theater, no less. Did you really? I did, yeah. What an amazing um, man. But I also, when you were talking about Blockbuster, I picture like, all planes, trains, and automobiles are taken, so you can watch Summer Rental instead. <laughs> like, oh like, yeah, oh, it's such a yeah. default. If you're looking, it's for... not quite. Yeah, so um, right. I don't. I have not watched it since, so I don't. And it's I think I can, an underrated. Comedy. Yeah, and I confuse this a little bit with The Great Outdoors. Um. Yeah. Yeah. It's another. He's in this that movie as well, isn't he? Yes, yeah. I, I feel like Great Outdoors is a little bit better because it has Dan Aykroyd but as yet, well. Summer Rail is what, just him. Gotcha. But and it's good. What, and, and what's, the, what's the twist here that makes it underrated? Well, John Candy gets takes his, he's like, he's an air traffic controller and he kind of breaks down and they're like, you need to take a month vacation. So he goes to Florida, um, gets sunburned really badly and like is laid up and starts a rivalry with, uh, some rich guy and then he befriends everything he wants to do for his family goes wrong. He's like, we're going to go like boating. It goes wrong. He just, he can't like measure up to, to what he, his expectations. Gotcha. So he meets rip torn 
who's like a pirate. Okay. And he teaches him kind of to be like a pirate and he ends up like sailing in the regatta. So it's kind of like he learns like all these life lessons and not to take things so seriously, but he ends up like befriending this guy. That's kind of like, he's got like kind of a sad story as well. Okay. So it's good. Yeah. It's got a little bit of a heart to it, but I mean, it's John Candy being John Candy. Yeah. It's if you love great outdoors and planes, trains, you you would love yeah. this movie. You make me, I might add one here to my list. Then uh, we're talking about John Candy and I've talked about this before and I'm talking about delirious. <laughs> Love is it. Uh, one of my favorites that I don't think people remember. Um, but for those that uh, he's a soap opera writer and then he gets hit by uh, something. I can't remember. Yeah. Like lightning or something. I can't remember. And so anyway, he, he ends up in soap opera world and he's confused. And then he uh, have some meta moments where he's still writing the show so he can write things to happen. And yeah, I, I remember like, is it Raymond Burr? I said he's in it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Where he's trying to get him out of the picture. And so he writes it. Oh, it's like, I got to go. The cable company's company got coming. Uh, <laughs> I, I can't be here. You know, like just. Yeah. Yeah. He's got to get him out of there. Yeah. So Delirious is an underrated movie for sure. Yeah. It's, I do. It's think so it, funny. It is fun. So, but yeah, so that's pretty good. Underrated. It was a solid list. Yeah. Uh, my takeaway from that is I want to watch um, Hudson Hawk now. <laughs> um, I mean, they're all good, but I haven't seen that one. So I think that's, I need to like, put that on tell, tell me what you think. Yeah. Hudson Hawk. Yeah. It is funny because yours do kind of also follow kind of, you got your Boston ones in there, you know, like they kind of, like our other list that kind of follow the same pattern and i look at my list and i'm like these are some of the crediest <laughs> oh they're great movies but yeah yeah no they're awesome it's a good it's a solid list yeah um okay and finally we have blind man's bluff oh uh, yeah did you, and did i have you a question this? so yeah. I, I have i generated the number okay we don't include blog entries right uh if we want to it kind of depends so I don't know did, if did I should count them in there. Because sometimes I do because I'm like, some of them I will never convert over or you could just see what they actually look like at the time. But you tell okay. me. It's, well, it's, the, your, it's your podcast. Well, the number, the letter number is F4. Okay. So if we count blog posts, it's final destination. Oh. Uh, which is not a blog post. But I'm saying I counted the blog posts. Okay, there. gotcha. But if we don't do that, it's final destination. So we're doing Final Three. Destination Night regardless. No matter what. So, But which one? Um, uh, you know, let's do three because, you know, everybody does one. Because <laughs> we've done Final Destination five before, I think. But I don't I think we've think ever done so. three. I think, yeah, I don't think so. So, but yeah. So I'd be good. Yeah, I'd be happy to talk about this. And for viewers that are what? Are we what oh, that's one. Oh, I'm sorry. And this is uh, on set jetter.com yeah so final destination three uh shot in the vancouver area 2006 film so um oh i gotta read the tagline so okay i'm sorry today marks the 15th anniversary i don't know why it sounds like that (laughs) today marks the 15th anniversary for final destination three released february 10th 2006 back to you yeah, apparently I wasn't feeling too creative that day. So, um, so the <laughs> opening scenes, uh, the roller coaster was shot at Playland Park in uh, in Vancouver. So, w- one of my favorite moments is just going to this park. And I think I might have said this before on the podcast. So, um, there's a kind of main parking lot, um, but it's kind of in a neighborhood. And so we're pulling up, and we see all these kind of mostly older people uh, <laughs> beckoning you to come park on their driveways for half the price. <laughs> 
and it was just quick book. it was what and they'd be like trying to wave people down and my sister was just kind of and then i remember one lady in particular, she had a walker and the car in front of us said hey we'll park in your driveway she was like moving that walker what? as fast as she could to her drive it was so f- sweet oh and funny gosh. but anyway so um yeah so yeah. this is a real amusement park it showed up in a couple other films the roller coaster itself does exist but they over cgi'd it the roller coaster is like 12 times as big and has different uh, aspects. Um, so I did ride the roller coaster a couple times, but um, if you was compare the pictures, uh, you know what, for some reason I was just, I wasn't quite thinking. I'm like, Oh, I'm going to, you know, take pictures on the roller coaster. Yeah. Uh, for some reason, I didn't realize this was, it was still an upside down roller coaster. I was like, Oh, I, it was, oh, I was like, no. I didn't, yeah. I was like, Oh, I guess I'm going. Yeah. So I guess we're doing this. Yeah. So. Um, but it was fun. So, and I think this roller coaster is no longer. I think they sold it and dismantled it somewhere else. I don't even know that. I don't think that roller coaster exists anymore. Really? Yeah. Well, then the caption here needs to be updated. Too. I know. I'm sorry. Unfortunately, no you're going to be one exists. of those. Oh, yeah. I'm <laughs> just kidding. Yeah. You, you are absolutely right. I need to confirm that. But I think I, I read that somewhere. So, at least you got the shots while it was still functioning. I did. I did. So, Got to do it while I was there. Um, if I'm in Vancouver, it rains half the time. So oh, um, no. it actually kind of worked. It's raining in the movie and in oh, the hell yeah. yeah, so perfect. Um, so this was a school, and I think it is. this is university. So um, so I think I got pretty good matching shots. I did not go into the, the tanning salon um, where they shot um, part of it. Obviously, the special effects part with the actual beds going on fire was shot in a studio, but... You can see it looks pretty much the same as it did way back when. Nice job. Thanks. And what else we got? Oh, one of my favorite scenes scene. is the fast food. Yeah, drive-through scene. So uh, the um, the drive-through at was just built onto a building. It was kind of it was a kind of a total facade. So if you look at the pictures, it does not exist in the pictures, but everything around it still does. So uh, I thought they did a pretty good job, and it's oh, pretty nice. kind of this was all facade. Scene. Yeah. And the pictures don't do it justice. It is pretty steep hill. When you, you know, when you see a steep hill and you take a picture and you look back, I'm like, oh, it looks like a nice little slope, but it, yeah. it, would, it was steeper than. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. It does yeah. look like a little slope. Yeah. But because the players like, yeah. So um, McKinley, I don't know how I found this, but yeah, the, the police station is actually their city hall. Um, MBB Bur- says in, differently. In, in uh, Burnaby. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what IMDB said, but I was like, that's not it. But. I found the place. Robert knows best. <laughs> yes. Um, and I didn't get good shots of the, the lake, but you run the out lake of time. Park. Yeah. And Where's there's not Burnaby? too much to see. Is that near so. Vancouver? Yeah, it's kind of, um, Vancouver's kind of a big place. So it's out of proper Vancouver proper, but they, sh- they should quite a bit over there as well. Okay. And there's Mary Elizabeth Winstead, who is, is she married to Ewan McGregor now or? Oh, good question. I feel, I feel like that might have been, they might have been a thing or are a thing. So, where was this at that you took this photo? Um, that is Sundance Film Festival um, nice. for a movie called, I think it was called Smashed. I think, Smashed. I think um, Octavia Spencer. Uh, oh, okay. It's also at that movie before she won the Oscar. So, and listeners, viewers, you can also check out the map of final destination film locations on setjetter.com. And there's two random ones down here. What's the? Oh, I don't know what that is for. Wall former. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, th- those aren't random. Those are Final Destination Four. 
Oh, okay. These are all final destinations. Yeah, these are all final, like one, two, three, four, and five. So, but majority uh, were shot in uh, Canada, except for the worst one of them all, final destination four. Where was that shot? Chicago? Uh, like Alabama or something like that. So, oh, really? I will not. I, I will not be going there. But, but yeah. Absolutely so, not. if you're in Vancouver, go check it out. That's a good list, though, Robert. That was that was a nice entry. I'm glad that we got one that had like a lot of photos. Yeah, I do like it. So, and I know they're rebooting Final Destination again, which is fine. I think I could deal with that. Yeah, it's not focused on one killer or man or something, so you can do that. Unlike Halloween, <laughs> which we need a nineteenth one. We need apparently. to finally end it once and for all. So the the tidbits I heard, I'm like, oh, that does get me a little excited. And I think I think you might be be honing that back down, you know. Because I think what we want is we want Laurie Strode versus Michael. And we realize that this is going to be it, you know? Yeah. Let's get it back to. Let's have her kill him once and for all. Neighborhood kill, you know, like, um, so um, we'll we'll see. I think the, um, if I did read correctly, the, uh, they might be doing a little bit of Chuckyism with the mask that, because I'm like, are they going to give him a new fresh mask or, you know, whatever. Really? Um, I, I've heard that there's some stitched back together. Uh, oh, you know, more like, you know, Frankenstein-ish. Uh, you know, uh, was it Bride of Chucky, or you know, when Chucky began yeah, to stitch yeah, his yeah. mask back together or something? So, I oh. that's what I've heard. Which I'm like, okay, I mean, but part of me is like, let's give him a nice, fresh '78 mask to make it nice again. But yeah, they should do that. Yeah, our house is shaking right now. The thunder. It really? has It has started. Oh no! Be careful. <laughs> yeah. This means I mean, we all got to run outside. Does the power go off frequently? Uh, it could, yeah. So it just oh, takes oh. one zip. So if I disappear, that's what happens. We had the power off here a few weeks back because somebody, a drunk driver, hit one of the transformers mm. up the street. It was out for like three hours. You thought it was the end of the world. Oh. We're out like with flashlights. I'm like, oh, it's fine. Light a candle, read a book. We had this past winter. Yeah. Uh, or was it summer? I can't remember. There, there was a storm in that. And it was just like, I think our power is out, I think for 24 hours or so. Wow. And at some point you do get to like, oh, what are we going to, you know? Yeah. No, okay. you get antsy. Yeah. yeah. And it always happens at night. So you're like, or during a storm, it's like, you can't just go outside. You're like, no, yeah. we can't. We're like, stuck. This is, this is it. We have to talk to each other. <laughs> I started going out and looting cars and everything and taking Immediately. Yeah. yeah. That's the, that's the Walking LA dead way. style. Yeah, siphoning gas, whatever it took. <laughs> no, we don't know how long this is going to last. <laughs> uh, see, uh, but that'll be our show tonight. Thank you, Robert, as always, for coming on. You're listening good to, to the see podcasts. Good to see you too, sir. That was a solid list. Um, I have to check out those movies on the underrated list as well. Thank you, listeners, for tuning in to Set Jetter Saturdays tonight, and we'll see you on Saturday.